the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Davo. How about those Royals making me look good on my prediction of the sweep in this series is Casey gets it done. 7-2 to two with authority over the Twins. That's four in a row for the Royals, and that moves them two full games into first place, back to 34-23. and 23. As it's Davo on your dish here on Clubhouse Conversation, where we will preview the St. Louis series coming up here in about six minutes. But first, we break down this game and this extremely successful series. And the whole series and tonight begin with Royals starting pitchers. One run allowed in 19 and a third, these three games for Royal starting pitchers against the Minnesota Twins. Jason Vargas, Chris Young, Edinson Volquez. How about that? That's the third straight night now that we choose a starting pitcher as a result for our player of the game. I so wanted to give it to Alex Gordon for that big home run, but I mean, Edinson Volquez, seven innings, just one run on six hits, strikes out six, does walk three. Volquez did a nice job, though, of stranding seven twins, and a, a big portion of that was the fact that he was able to get you know, a double play ball there, a big one, turned by Moose. Then you had six strikeouts. The Royals made some great defensive plays behind him. Volquez, and most importantly to me, evaded that sixth inning that has haunted him the last two starts and throughout the 2015 season. You remember going back to the Cubs game, it allowed just one run, boom, a 3-0 home run to Castro, and then his last start, Things got out of control with three and the six. Couldn't finish either of those two games. And and things looked a bit ominous in the sixth inning tonight, didn't they? A leadoff walk to Torrey Hunter, who had one of the most classic ejections ever in that eighth inning. That, that to me, made my night. Well, that was fantastic. And you know Hunter, yes, he was ticked off. But more so than that, I believe the Hunter was trying to send a message to his teammates. Fire him up. It's the old ejection trip. You know, make people a little angry. Make them focus a little more. Let, let his teammates know, his young teammates, this is serious. We're getting our butts kicked by the Royals. You know, this is a big series, and we laid an egg. Fire him up. Wake him up a little bit. Nice move by Tory. I think that he did add some theater to that that didn't need to be added, that he probably wasn't really that mad over that because the strike two pitch from Hochaver was a strike. It did appear that the strike three was a bit outside. But what do you expect? You start arguing with an umpire, you know, they're usually going to make sure that you don't get the next borderline pitch. So Tory, even as the veteran, didn't get that call, and that was kind of a funny sequence there. But anyway, back on track here. The Royals' sixth inning begins with a leadoff walk to Tory Hunter, and then, oh, no, the error by Mike Moustakis on the chopper that Kurt Suzuki hit to him over at third base. So first and second with nobody out, you think, here we go again. But Volquez responds, striking out Kenny's Vargas and then getting Shane Robinson to hit into a double play. 5-3. And like I said, seventh inning, that play by Escobar for the second straight night and the hole to his right, throw into Hosmer today, not in a hop. Made it look so easy. Same thing with Alex Gordon in the outfield early on. Lorenzo Cannon, nice catch. It's just a nice night for the Royals on pitching and defense. Luke Kocher did allow the home run to Trevor Plouffe, who missed a home run by an inch last night to right field and got a home run by about three inches tonight. Alex Gordon darn near caught that ball. But, you know, Hoach allowed the home run, but looked good over, you know, otherwise, I thought. He's still not totally Luke Kocher yet that we've seen in the past, at least out of the bullpen. Jason Frazier, a clean ninth inning. Just a nice night for the Royals on defense. How about that starting pitching? One more time. One run in 19 and a third. That will get it done. 
Now, offensively, once again, like all three games in this series, the Royals struck early. Kendrys Morales, the big home run back in the first game. Then you had Moose and Escobar striking in the first inning last night. Then tonight, you, of course, get the four runs right there in the first, the crooked number. You make Kyle Gibson throw 40 pitches, and it's capped off with the blast by Alex Gordon. Now, Gibson, give him credit. He did go somehow six innings after throwing 40 pitches in the first inning. Did go six innings, and that's all the earned runs he allowed. There was a fifth run the Royals got against him, but that was based on shoddy Twins defense, which we've seen throughout the year. And we saw that back in April. We thought that'd be a bugaboo for them earlier in the season, and it's starting to become one again. But yeah, Gibson does go six innings. A nice job uh, overall by him of giving the Twins innings. But I don't care about him. I don't care about the Twins. Let's talk about the Royals. Alex Gordon, the big three-run homer. And multi-hit games again tonight for Salvador Perez had one last night as well. Alcides Escobar would be nice to get him going again at the top of the order. And while that was the only extra base hit the Royals had tonight, Alex Gordon, they did get two walks. Okay, it's all right. <laughs> they scored runs. I'm never going to complain about scoring seven runs. The Twins did aid the Royals with three errors. But you saw the better team play in this series. The Royals' starting pitching was better. The bullpen, better. The defense, better. And the offense, while not spectacular the majority of this series, was still better. Better as in better from where it's been and better as in better than the Twins. And now that goal we had coming in, we said 5-3 and three or 4-4 four and four on this road trip. Well, now the 4-4 four and four looks to be a near lock. You got five games left on this trip. You're 3-0. and oh. Two of those games at the back end are against the Brewers. Let's just worst case assume you split with the Brewers. You should win three out of four. The, the, the Royals play two in Milwaukee and two in KC. You should expect three out of four against Milwaukee next week. But let's just say the Royals split in Milwaukee. You're now four and one on the trip, not counting the three games in St. Louis. You get one game there minimum, you have a five and three trip. The Royals, by goal of five and three, should happen. They can finish two and three on this trip to get there. And that would be a very good road trip. But why not have a great road trip? Why? You know, the Royals had struggled for about 10 to 14 games before this stretch, which now they they seem healthy again. Healthy as in playing much better, winning games. That's four in a row. Like I said, let's just assume that we split with the Brewers, and let's look at St. Louis here. Let's break down these three games. Because I like the Royals quite a bit. They missed Michael Walker in this series, which is nice. Uh, the first game is Jordano Ventura and lefty Jaime Garcia. Now, Ventura is 3-5 and five with the 4-6-2. Garcia has had only four starts this year, one and three with a two six seven. So a record in all four of his starts. That's kind of rare. Decisions in all four of his starts. Two six seven. And Garcia has gone uh, seven innings or more in three of his four starts this year for the Cardinals. So he's been very good. He last saw the Royals June third at the K of last year. And the Royals got him pretty good. Six runs on eight hits against Garcia last year in five innings. So, Garcia's been good so far this year, uh, but the Royals have gotten him in the past, and I think the Royals are going to go into this series playing very loose and very comfortable baseball, and I like him in this first game with Donovan Ventura going. This will be his first appearance at Bush Stadium. Two starts against the Cards as a 4-1-5 ERA. That includes one earlier this year at the K on May 24th, where he went seven innings, allowing four earned runs on four hits. Ventura did strike out seven and walked two in that game against the Cards. Coming off a very rough start against Texas, where Eric Hosmer had to have the talk with him, pull him into the dugout. That was on Saturday afternoon. Just three innings, four runs on six hits for Giordano in that last outing. Does he respond? Yes, I believe he does. I love the fact that he's pitching against a pitcher. 
for a couple of bats. That's, in theory, close to an extra inning you get for Ventura, especially if he goes seven, eight innings. You get at least two bats against the pitcher. I like that. I like the fact that Carpenter's out. I mean, there, or excuse me, Holiday. There's some good things for the Royals in this series, and especially in this game. I really like the Royals in this game, in game one. Five in a row. Now, you got to go St. Louis lean their way on Saturday. Jeremy Guthrie against Lance Lynn. Guthrie 4-3, and 5-8-2 is pitched much better than that record indicates, that ERA in particular indicates. Take out that 11-run outing against the Yankees, and his ERA is back down in the mid-fours where it should be. Lance Lynn 4-4 four four with a 3-0-7. Lance Lynn has been good, but uh, not so much lately. Lynn coming off five innings of six-run ball at the Dodgers. Although only two of those were earned, so we'll make that. So technically only two runs, but still. The fact that you gave up six means you still didn't make some pitches after the defense let you down. So Lynn got roughed up there a bit, and same at the K on May 22nd. Six innings, five runs by the Royals on ten hits against the fiery Lynn. Four Ks and a walk. Although he's not near as fiery as John Lackey, who we'll see on Sunday. But that should be a good matchup on Saturday. Jeremy Guthrie has not seen St. Louis since 2013. It's been May 30th of 2013 when he went six innings, allowing two runs on eight hits with six Ks for Guthrie the last time he saw the Cardinals and was darn good his last outing as well. Six and a third for Guthrie against Texas with five Ks, two runs on three hits. You lean St. Louis in the game on Saturday just for the fact that, well, Lynn, at this point in his career and throughout his career, is obviously a better pitcher than Jeremy Guthrie, number one. Number two, the Cardinals are playing at home. Number three, it's baseball. Number four, the mean. We say mean every night here. Blah, blah, blah. I really shouldn't preview or break predictions for every game of a series so much, should I? I mean, it's baseball. But I just like the Royals in game one. I don't like them a lot in game two. And then game three, Jason Vargas and John Lackey. Like this one. Toss-up leading KC. Call me a homer. That's fine. Vargas's last outing, six shutout innings against the Twins. Has only pitched, surprisingly, at Bush Stadium once. That was way back in 2010. He won. Not that it really matters. And seven and two-thirds, allowing one run. And against the K, against the Royals, or against the, the Cardinals at the K. There we go. June 4th. Eight innings, two runs on nine hits last year for Vargas. With three Ks and two walks. So Vargas has been good recently, as in last year against the Cards. Won his start back in the day. The back in the day doesn't really matter. I like what I've seen out of Vargas recently. We'll see if he can get that pitch count up a little bit. Was pulled after 70 the other night. And by the way, did mention an idiosity was starting to wear down a little bit. So we'll see how, how deep he goes in that game. I guess not quite as imperative with the fact that you've got the pinch hitter and the pitcher hitting in the NL. But another thing to remember is Jason Vargas is the best hitting pitcher on this Royal staff. The guy can really hit. So it's always kind of fun to watch. It wouldn't, sh- you know, wouldn't shock me one bit if he does get a knock. Now, Lackey lit up his last start against the Rockies in Colorado. Four innings for Lackey, 10 runs, eight earned on 12 hits, but at least he didn't walk anybody. That's actually amazing. He allowed 10 runs, eight earned, and four innings and didn't walk a single hitter. That's, I mean, to quote Ron Burgundy, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. Faced the Royals back on May 23rd. The Royals did beat him five innings, six runs, including five earned. I'm calling the Royals two out of three in this series. We'll call two out of three in this series and a split Milwaukee. That brings the Royals home at six and one on this road trip. No, that's not right. But no, wait a minute. That'd be six and two. There we go. Six and two. 
Do your math there, Dave. That University of Nebraska education is coming in. So I like the Royals in this series. We'll have it again for you on Friday night here on Clubhouse Conversation. Also, got to make sure I pimp our uh, 2015 draft series interviews here on Clubhouse Conversation. We talked to the third-round outfielder the Royals took today with their first pick, Anderson Miller out of Western Kentucky. We spoke with him. We also spoke with the ninth-rounder for the Royals, Joey Marcus out of Indian River State College in Florida. And later on this evening, we will have the eighth rounder for the Royals as well out of Arkansas Pine Bluff. So lots of interviews coming up with the 2015 draft selections over the next few days here on Clubhouse Conversation. That's it for tonight. Enjoy this one, and we'll talk to you again Friday with The Dish, but continue to update you and talk with your favorite new Royals that are coming into the system the next few days with the draft day interview series. Hope you can check some of those out and enjoy them. Hope to hear from your, your feedback as well here on Clubhouse Conversation. Have yourself a great night. Go Royals!